This is a cracker, a flipping corker of a mega can. There's a Nazi trial in the city of Chemnitz, a special countdown of the five worst policies of each of the big political parties, and Megan describes in extraordinary detail maybe the worst drink she has ever had in her life. Can life get any better? time for the latest episode of Megan's Megacan. My name is Megan. I'm here in Berlin with Ex-Berliner Magazine and Conrad Werner. Hello, Conrad. Um, hello. <laughs> you weren't looking at me, so I was like... <laughs> I was looking at your, the waves you were making on my little Ooh. machine, on my little sound, making sound waves. recorder. That's, That's nice. How are That's you today? Uh, yeah, good, yeah. Had to get my shorts out of the drawer again. I know, we're all back in our <laughs> summer clothes. So this global warming is playing havoc with my uh, what are we gonna wardrobe do? planning. Yeah. I thought I'd retired my shorts, but no. No, no. <laughs> I almost put my summer dresses away and now it's like almost 30 degrees in yeah. Berlin. Can't, I just can't make any plans anymore. My neighbour had a package delivered to my house and then she came just to get it before I came here and she was like, it's a cardigan. And I was like, well. She was like, it was autumn when I ordered it. I was like, well, here oh, yeah. we are. Hi, Summer. It is gorgeous, though. Yes, yeah, it's, it's nice to see Berlin, like, having a bit of life back in it. I don't mm. know how I ever managed to life, like, at this level. And everyone I know is just like, I'm double booked all of the time. How did we do this? I was like, I don't know. We've forgotten all of our, yeah, like, I know. scheduling skills. And I think we're just saying yes to everything. I'm like, I, I literally don't have any time. Yeah, I'm also quite busy. Mm. Do you know what we're never too busy for, though? What? Mega cans. No. Um, you have actually provided the mega cans this week. Do you want to talk us through what, what we're dealing with here? Well, my local uh, Spitkauf had these limited editions of God. Can Life, Can Life's very own purple haze. Do you want to explain why Can Life is a pun? Well, Can is based on cannabis and mm. they've, they've made all their drinks out of cannabis. And this one is specifically based on the purple haze, which I believe is one of the strains oh yeah right strains enough. of cannabis is that what you call it and this one has got a uh, zia vodka in it and as well as hemp lemonade oh it's got johannes you did say the johannes beer and blackcurrant juice yeah Black this could be quite this is a lot of my youth in here like <laughs> in one little can. vodka blackcurrant not very much cannabis but certainly when i was younger i still thought that i enjoyed that which yeah. i really really don't but um, yeah, the Can Life company, they specialize in iced tea and they do a lot of tie-ins with wrappers. I was going to say, is this part of the Deutschrap iced tea? <laughs> Shout out to Maisie. Yeah. yeah. I was but, thinking of Maisie today when we got some, I saw the news that Bushido's wife is about to have triplets. Anyway, shall we? I'm quite nervous about this. Yeah, I can't wait for it. It's, You're really says, excited and I'm sorry, I thought of... It says on the side, Can Life Taste Any Better? Purple Haze, My Elixir. The number one premium cannabis drink, it says here. Yeah, but you can just say that on anything, can't you? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. It's very black. Yeah, it's The it? can. <laughs> I'm just looking at your face and I'm laughing too much <laughs> to take a sip. <laughs> okay, now we know first sip counts for nothing in the world of maggots, so... Hmm. Oh my days, which is just as well. <laughs> Fuck. Whoa. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. 
Okay, second step. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't, I, I don't. I don't know what that is supposed to be. Oh, it literally tastes like I'm. I have. I have put. <laughs> A joint in my mouth, like the end of a joint, the end of a fucking... That everyone else has already sucked on. Exactly. It's out, it's out. I'm holding it for some reason in my mouth and swilling fizzy, like, vimto. Oh. You're trying to wash it down a joint. Conrad. With with fizzy vimto. That's absolutely intensely foul. (laughs) Do you you want a different one? Do you want want, Are we going to go to the emergency mega cans? You look like you're about to vomit. You okay? No. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> I don't know. I've probably like thrown this up before. I think deep in the <laughs> yeah. past, like this has been the taste of the vomit, oh. and it's oh, it's like, it's it's triggered. It's triggered a memory. Right. Okay. If I think of like horse food rather than oh, a dirty old joint end then that's fine right speaking I of mean, vomit it's a good job it's a limited edition yeah <laughs> <laughs> right let's keep it between the hedges here okay what what were you up to this week i went to chemnitz again uh, nothing yesterday. good comes of this <laughs> why can you remember why chemnitz was famous in the last few years yeah because they had a fucking pogrom basically right and there was a lot of... When was that? 2019? 18. 2018. 18! Pretty much... How long have you been doing this? <laughs> exactly. It was a, oh. It was one of our first few months. Yeah, so there was a some kind of horrible thing happened in Chemnitz and then like people were just running through the streets attacking yeah. uh, people of colour, basically. A young man was killed in a fight with uh, an Iraqi yes. and a Syrian. Yes. One of them is now in jail. Uh, for nine years the other one um, has disappeared probably gone back to Iraq and, and then the people of the Chemnitz took it upon themselves not well not them. the people of Chemnitz what no, happened sorry. was that um, they, well some people in Chemnitz but also the the, the, the whole of the far right mobilised across the whole of Germany and they all descended on Chemnitz in the days that followed and what happened was that there was a, a Straßenfest like a street festival happening oh, that weekend oh yes and That's in the horrible. in the middle of the of this festival, this was kind of used as an occasion because there were already a lot of people out and about and people yeah. drinking, and there was a lot of anti-immigrant violence basically blew up in, in the following day, and then the following two days, and then during that whole week, more and more uh, neo-Nazis collected in Chemnitz from all over Germany. And by the end of the week, it was like from different demonstrations, the AfD mobilized a demo as well. Pegida mobilized a demo. So there were about 10,000 far-right people in the city a week later. But in the immediate aftermath, one thing that happened uh, on the second day was that a there was a, there was a, a famous Jewish restaurant in Chemnitz mm-hmm. and the, the the restaurant owner was just locking up. He suddenly turned around and he was like suddenly, you know, he was confronted by about 10 or 12 oh, masked men. Oh my god. Who, uh, who suddenly started throwing rocks at him, you know, that Pflastersteine and bottles and beer bottles. And he was hit on the, nothing, nothing really bad happened to him. He was hit on the shoulder, uh, but he wasn't seriously hurt. They went away and he called the police and the police collected evidence and they managed to find some DNA on one of the rocks. Uh, and a year later, they made an arrest after a lot of investigating and trying to figure out because the, one of the people 
was had a previous conviction so they already had his dna and his trial happened yesterday in chemnitz he was like a uh, someone with far right sympathy who was in chemnitz on that day during those riots. Is he from chemnitz no he's from outside hamburg so they had a trial he was called kevin a uh and they had a trial for him and he got a suspended sentence he basically he was accused of grievous bodily harm and property damage and a, a breach of the peace and he got a suspended sentence of one year which in a way was um fairly lenient even though I mean, you could sort of justify it. And in fact, the prosecution, the state prosecutor didn't ask for an actual prison term. He just, the, that was the, the, the judge basically just went with the prosecutor's, the, the prosecutor's recommendation, which was a one year suspended sentence. So obviously it would have been a lot worse. So he was convicted, what exactly was he convicted of? Like the... Of the, yeah, of um, breach of the peace and okay, um, but not property like, damage and stuff. But not this... Uh. And Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it, it, he got away with it partly because the, he didn't really cause that much damage. Like the damage to the the, the restaurant wasn't that much, and also the guy wasn't. If he like he, if the restaurant owner had been hit on the head and been knocked out or something, it would it could have been a lot worse for him. And but um, none of that happened. So why is being a neo-Nazi not just illegal? Well, sorry, I've got. I'm sure there's. I mean, what is supposed to happen is. Like uh, like a racially aggravated assault is supposed to be worse than a normal assault. You like you're right, supposed to but get he wasn't tried under that. No, if you're convicted of a, a racist attack, yeah, it's supposed, you're supposed to get a worse punishment than if, if you're convicted of a normal attack. Like uh, theoretically, you know, but that's up to the judge to decide how you're punished in Germany. He didn't speak at all in the trial because um, mm-hmm. in Germany you don't have to speak at all. And um, you, didn't, you don't even have to enter a plea. And his defense lawyer tried to get him off. His defense lawyer said, like, oh, you can't prove that the DNA was, you know, he could have been wearing someone else's gloves. There's all this stuff about. He kind of came up with this idea that, that, that someone else might have worn his gloves and that's how his DNA got. courtrooms. It's just a <laughs> yeah. fucking minefield. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't but understand it, why it wasn't I mean, a racially. Could, like, well, yeah, it was. It's but a hate crime. Well, the judge only brought up the fact that in the last two years, nothing bad happened. Like he didn't, he didn't commit any more crimes in the last two years. But he did have previous convictions, including for another breach of the peace, which involved throwing rocks in Hamburg. And uh, he also was a drug, drug dealer. He also got done for um, dealing ecstasy at some point. Now, you yeah, could but have... he's not, he hasn't got prior convictions for. It's absolutely appalling. But I'm just sort of, yeah. I'm just trying to understand how it was. If, like how this has come to pass but it's just it's just going to be the whole system's kind of fucked isn't it well they could have really made an uh, an example of him especially in the wake of Haller you know and the wake of other uh, racist attacks they could have put him in jail but the judicial system chose not to you can definitely yeah. say that specifically because he'd already had these other convictions so he was already kind of on a warning so now he's just on another warning really so I think he's um, I think it wasn't like a very serious crime in the end of it. The judge didn't really seem to take it very seriously. He was just sort of muttering through this. And also in the judge's statement at the end, he made a big thing about like, oh, Chemnitz's reputation was damaged in this, you know, like he, he made put it in this com- in this context of Chemnitz's reputation was, Chemnitz's re- was like, damaged. What? In this the, is like in when, the- they, when, 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 when like athletes rape women and they're like, oh, it's going to, 
tarnish his career. Like, fuck you. Take some responsibility. Yeah. It, obviously, not all people in Chemnitz. You did seem to have the kind of environment that would be like, well... Well, yeah, because I think that that was what stood out for me in the judge's statement at the end was that he brought up Chemnitz's reputation, not, for example, this sort of spate of far-right violence like Ham- Haller and, yeah. um, and Hanau. This... And, you know, he didn't, like, he didn't bring that up. He... And this is exactly, I think, the big, big problem. And it's not just in Germany, but it's really pretty bad in Germany. There's such a lack of diversity and the integration of uh, people, even who have come here generations ago, is still shit. And Germany's legal system and legislation keeps it so like, if you wear a hijab, you cannot be a teacher, stuff like that. It just means that the exactly like you said that the, it's not even so much how they're interpreting the law well they do because it is interpretation but it's like the lived experience that everyone in par is speaking out of they're still kind of oh well this is still isolated problems and, and they don't actually understand like the huge and far-reaching horrible nature of racism within and anti-semitism within germany and this like huge far-right problem and it's like i i yeah it's really hard yeah, no, exactly. They're like not, there's no attempt to like on um, the side of speaking out of like white Germanness, hmm. not German as an in, Germany as an inclusive and multicultural society, and what we need to do, and how we need to speak, and how we need to listen and learn. And there was no, and also this this restaurant has had anti-Semitic graffiti smeared over it, you know, regularly in the last twenty years. It's been open for twenty years. They've already got reinforced glass on all the windows. Everyone knows this restaurant, and it's like, God, it's, um, uh, and you know, he's like, I he's bet had, it's like, delicious. He's some, like, someone wants through a pig's head in the front <gasps> garden and all this stuff. Like, it's like, and he's like, and the restaurant owner, he's from Chemnitz, and his family has been in Chemnitz for like hundreds of years. And yet he goes to the court, and it's like, well, you know, those whole yeah. things, they really damage the reputation rather than just like, oh, it's absolutely unacceptable that you as a business owner and that's the thing these people are not seen you know it's still this othering I mean I don't obviously know the whole thing but it's sort of what from what you've said and how the judge was talking it was not framed as this is a long-standing Chemnitz like institution and we will protect our business institutions from the rabble like you it was eh yeah. yeah, you know there was maybe two sides. How bad was it really? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's it's not even so much a problem of the law and how it's interpreted. It's a problem as I'm seeing who is doing the interpreting and who gets to make those choices and who are they listening to and who are they standing for. Yeah. It doesn't even occur to them. It's like a oh fucking hell. Anyway, I really want to go eat in that restaurant now. I would urge anyone that's in the near. I'm sure it's absolutely delicious. Well, apparently it's really, it's really popular. It's I'm always sure booked it's... up. It's recommended in various Michelin guides and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's, it's mm, supposed to be really go good. Go on a little trip to Chemnitz. Yeah, <laughs> not for a fucking Nazi trial for once. We can, I can take you out to that restaurant. Yeah, it's um, called Shalom. Nice. If you want to look it up. Yeah, and I guess the other thing that people can do is donate money to things. I don't know. I'm trying not to be just like, here are my white lady tears. It's like, what can people do to like the Amadeo Antonio Stiftung? You're just Um, like constantly pointing out all the stuff that we've just talked about. Give them some cash. Yeah. 
Anyway. What what else are the fucking twats up to? <laughs> <laughs> Just some more election news. Aye. So you might have noticed that the <laughs> CDU is not doing very well in the in the polling. In fact, they're polling under 20% for the first time in history. Dear Christ. I mean, in one poll. This is one poll from Forza from two days ago. They're polling at 19%, which has never happened before in Germany. The CDU to That's poll so That's wild. And uh, the meanwhile, the SPD is maintaining 25%, which is like a five-point cushion. You can't really tell with opinion polls. Like, you never know what they no. really say. Cause like, don't like you kind of have error. a theory that everyone's just going to go out and vote CDU on the day anyway? <laughs> well, that's like, yeah, but that's no what I'm used to in Germany. no one wants to publicly admit to liking Armin Laschet because, dear Christ. Yeah, I think that's probably, like, it's hard. It's like when someone phones you and say, who are you going to vote for? From a, like I'm from um, YouGov or whatever. Yeah. And then you could, you're not going to say Armin Laschet. It's no, too that's embarrassing. embarrassing. It's super embarrassing. <laughs> but in the privacy of the voting booth, when you got the in little the val, the, the val dinks. When you got the big pencil. <laughs> yeah. But you never know. I mean, this is quite a turn up for the books, and uh, there is a, certainly a hint of panic in the CDU. It's very noticeable that Angela so, Merkel has spoken up much more than she ever has before because she's still very popular. So she's mixing in, trying to do her bit for her party. Um, do you think really if you asked her like here Angie come here come here do you re- Armin or Olaf who's going to do the better job well I mean obviously she'd probably want to be like this is my dream that she would be like do you know what it should be Baerbock and I was wasted as a politician on the centre right I should never have done it it was a huge mistake I, well, I don't know I think she's socialist. quite conservative in her in her personal views I think she's you can like be I, a, I don't know but I don't think so. Not this mean, like, make money for yourself, Friedrich Merz nonsense. No, she doesn't. I mean, she doesn't... Uh, I think, uh, personally, she would probably get on better with Annalena Baerbock and Olaf Scholz than Friedrich Merz and Armin Laschet. I mean, but, anyone would. Literally anyone. I mean, she has just come out this week saying, like, um, like you know, who, who should you vote for? And she said, do not vote for Olaf Scholz because if you vote for Olaf Scholz, then you might get the linker in the government, which is what all the CDU people are saying. Oh, that's nice. That's that's real. It's like you're gonna let the you're gonna get the radical left in. It's like Trump with Biden. You know, you're gonna let the radical left in. You're gonna let in AOC. If you let in Biden, you're gonna let in AOC. That's what Trump was doing. This is exactly the same as what the CDU is doing now. Also, that's, that's nice. It's always good when people try and cover their own mistakes by just <laughs> heaping nonsensical blame on others. Yeah. More of that. So that's been the CDU line all this week because the, which really suggests they're getting a bit desperate. Yeah. Also, what do you know what else they're doing? So I've I, I made a little I'm I've been making a list of new policies. <gasps> you have. And would you like to know what I'm calling it? Conrad's top of the policies. Very good. New theme songs to things I would sing the top of the pops one. That's why we need Basti here. Oh yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. This may am I stoned, or is no, it just like? No, it's not like, real cannabis. Is I it? know, but I feel like because of the overpowering <laughs> weed stench, like it's coming from the, my mouth. It's just <laughs> you just. Oh God, I feel strange. Okay. Okay, so let's start with your top. So you've been making a list of just like interesting policies. Well, yeah, because I think what happens is in an election campaign that you, like each party wants to find a moment where it can say, on this day, we are going to lead the debate in the news, you know, we're going to make a proposal. 
and then everyone else got to argue about it and then we'll be in the news for about a day at least okay and i think that that's what like that's how strategies work in it yeah i don't sounds, know but that seems to be what reasonable. happens to me sounds reasonable so when we CBU. get Merkel on when she's done <laughs> i don't think she's got like she could just be our what what else is she going to be at what do you mean what else is she going to do with her life she's going to come on and be our like periodic guest host that's what i'm really hoping for <laughs> you think she's got nothing put little mega in that little triangle on her hands yeah she can sip away i could imagine her drinking the mega can i think she would like them 100 percent. she'd absolutely she'd nail it <laughs> which do you think would be angela merkel's favorite mega can? i've been thinking that obviously i think it would probably be a gin and tonic eh? yeah Anyway, sorry. CD. This is we haven't had one of these before, like where we just wander wildly. You're digressing. It's because you've given me drugs and <laughs> booze, Conrad. <laughs> uh, okay, so the CDU has come up with a plan which they've right. nicked from Denmark, which is to make the uh, long-term unemployed work as street cleaners. This is. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to be sick. What? And it's not the Megacan. They so the Sven Schulze CDU leader in Saxony Anhalt um, told the Bild newspaper today that he thinks it would be a good idea to have a rule to make to help the long-term unemployed get to integrate into the labour market by making them do um, litter and leaf clearing in the streets um, uh, uh, to exchange for getting money from the state. It, the, he was backed up by the CDU. I'm CDU's drunk on high, and I'm lost for words on that. The CDU's Berlin parliamentary leader, Burkhard Dreger, also said this would be a good idea, and so did Mike Michael Kufa, who is from the CSU, which is the Bavarian version of the CDU. Um, the, the actual... They already do this in Denmark, apparently. Yeah, Denmark's also very right-wing and creepy. Where it's been fairly controversial, a lot of people saying... <laughs> That it's uh, not a good, not it doesn't really help to get people back into work, and also it puts a lot of burdens on the local authorities. Yeah, because, because let's all be clear here: this is not actually a policy aimed at helping people who are long-term unemployed. Because that's not what this policy is about. This policy is about appealing to voters who don't like the idea of paying taxes to help other people which I will never understand, but fine. Mm. It's absolutely insulting, and I'm sorry that people who might have long-term unemployment for whatever reason need to listen to such absolute horseshit from the biggest party here in Germany, supposedly a civilised and developed nation. Go mm. fuck yourselves. Thank you. Don't give me any more of these. <laughs> Do you want to hear what I had on number four? Four on the uh, on my am I counting backwards? Yeah, I suppose I am. What was that? One? No, I'm going four. That was five. Oh, that no, was five. No, no, okay. No, it has okay. to be a countdown, right? <laughs> Number four is for the Green Party. Right. They have offered um, one thousand euros subsidies for anyone who wants to buy a cargo bike. So if you elect the Green Party and they're in government and they get this policy through, you'll get a thousand euros if you buy a cargo bike towards a cargo bike um, this will cost right. a, the state a billion euros and right. it caused a and it's part of the what they call the 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 Verkehrswende the transport transition <sighs> and Annalena Baerbock is in favor of this and she said that if you 
think about it, it makes a lot of sense because <laughs> there's already <laughs> a €6,000 subsidy for people who buy electric cars. So why can't you have €1,000 for buying a cargo bike? And it would be very green and um, it would help to transport things around the city and you wouldn't need to. Yeah, um, but it's not actually going to make any more people... People are just going to upgrade their normal bikes to cargo bikes for, like, on Bearbox Dime. No. You know, you don't, you don't think it's a good idea? No. Okay. I mean, I think it's fine. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's massively insulting to unemployed people. <laughs> but, like, that's a low bar. I'd, I don't know. I think, couldn't we have, like, more systemic policy? Like, just... Yeah, it's just one. It's a, it's, a, it's just one idea, I guess. That's just one of their sexy. It is a news grabber, isn't it? And people yeah. can discuss it. I'm, yeah. I'm unconvinced, but I'm not horrified. So well, we then, go. so is the Welt newspaper, and a lot of the you, you, you'll, you'll find them on your side too. A lot of the conservative media in Germany are very angry about the cargo bike subsidy idea. Probably the different different reasons why we're angry. <laughs> but yes, yes. Okay, number three. On my, I don't know if I'm actually going to make it to one with my, I think I might have planned my countdown badly. But anyway, number three. <laughs> planned, I think I planned my countdown badly. I think I might have failed to count to five successfully. <laughs> Backwards. Yeah. Uh, so uh, number three on my linker list. What I'll do linker is I'll skip two and I'll go straight to one and poop. hopefully people won't notice. Okay, cool. Um, cool. <laughs> The Linker are in favour of introducing a four-day work week. Yes, finally. <laughs> Which is uh, it's it's the talk of the town around Europe. I Iceland has tried this already quite successfully, a pilot program introducing a four-day work week. Iceland must have great crack, like bringing stuff in because there's not very many people there. There's like three hundred thousand or something. They're just like, yeah, here, lads. Right, everyone just gets an email. <laughs> 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 lads, we're gonna. Right, see Friday, just don't go in See how that goes And fill in this questionnaire afterwards, thanks Yeah Love your government And apparently it's supposed to help with um, for productivity and efficiency Because people work a bit harder I genuinely, genuinely do think everything could get done in four days And then you have yeah. three days of the weekend Which also seems too little But yeah, bring in, bring that in and uh, the trade unions are also in favour of it because they say that um, it helps, like, uh, I've not got this right. Well, it's, it's just a good idea for workers. It's kind of good if you're, for, especially for skilled workers in factories, because when you have to slow down a bit, then you don't lose productivity if you're only working four days anyway, something like that. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but I mean, it didn't even make sort of sense what you said, so I'm not going <laughs> to... <Okay. laughs> Uh, well, you know, like when, when there's like a financial crisis or the, an economic downturn, they often have to lay a lot of people off. And ah. I think that if, you, if you, you could keep a lot of people on if they were only working four days anyway. Right, and okay. And then you wouldn't lose, they wouldn't lose their income and you wouldn't necessarily lose that much productivity. Yeah. I think it's something to do with that. Okay. So it's supposed to be a good idea. Anyway, Iceland does it, so probably good probably alright yeah um, but only the linker party is in favour of this in in this election why why oh because everyone else wants like fucking Cause, yeah, cause middle class retirees votes they're like I worked five days my whole life I'm like did you and were you able to afford like a house and shit because we can wave that dream goodbye and also why would I buy a house when it's just going to get flooded 
because y'all want to drive Volkswagens around until you die. Yeah. Sorry. No, I, I totally <laughs> agree with you. Right. Um, All of this is dumb apart from Dilinka. So I guess... Which no one will vote in because why would we? Why save the planet when we can just drive around for whatever speed we want for the next five years? <laughs> number two. Yes. In my bad ideas. Actually, this should be number one because it is the worst idea. Oh, is that how we're counting down? Because I think you've started definitely with the worst <laughs> okay. and gone to the best. Oh, right. Well, the next one's an AFD one. Oh, God, right. Which is, which is announced Ignore the today. scale, because otherwise we're going to be accused of being Nazis. I'm just creating... The scale is not um, a value judgment. It's just to create tension to see what's going to be number one. Right. Which I still don't know <laughs> at the moment what it's going to be. I mean, that's but, pretty tense. Yeah. <laughs> so, number two... I'm so drunk. And I feel horrible. <laughs> it's like a horrible hot drunk. Like, my skin is itchy. I definitely think there's real weed in here. Okay. The AFD thinks that Germany should recognize the Taliban as the legitimate government of Afghanistan, reopen an embassy in, in Kabul in order, why would they want this? So that they can deport more people there. Right. Which is the best uh, way of doing it. I think it. I mentioned this previously. There's quite a lot of crossover between, you know, the values of fascists in this country and the Taliban. Hmm. We want a little a little Luftbrücke, a little air bridge. We're going to fill fill some planes with people who might want to go and find out, you know, how they can really stamp on women's rights rather than just, you know, not having abortion. They go there. Bring people who want to come here. Yeah, like an, like an exchange. Can we make that happen? Is that what the yeah. after means? We're going to go and... <laughs> I mean, it's, it, you, you would think that it would take... The AFD to be in power here for anyone to make friends with the Taliban. I mean, it would. That's what it would take. You, you could imagine it. You could imagine a co. Yeah. You could imagine them, um, you know, agreeing imagine. on agreeing on things. There's quite a lot of things they'd agree on. That's the fucking irony because literally um, the only problem that the AFD have with that kind of government, I would imagine, is that they're Islamophobic just because they're racist, but they actually agree on many other things. <laughs> yeah. it's, the, it's like sort of this kind of weird, you know, Pride and Prejudice sort of rom-com thing. Are they going to realise that actually the thing keeping them apart is pointless? Which leaves us with <laughs> number one... You're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> number one in my... Uh, uh, policy countdown is the FDP. Yes. Who have a variety of interesting policies. Yes. In their manifesto. But the one, the big thing, the, the really big thing, like if they became the biggest party by some miracle, the big thing they would do is like cut a lot of tax. Like rich people would not have to pay very much tax. That'd be like, that's their main thing. Um, so what exactly, how do we fund anything then? Well, that is a lot of people have asked that too and pointed out that this is. And what really does worth Christian because, have to say for himself there? Well, they also because they 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 unlike the SPD, for example, they don't want to um, uh, stick to the they want to stick to the black zero. Do you know about this black zero business? No. It's this sort of principle that a lot of German governments have that they don't borrow more than they 
uh, spend every year. Okay, and didn't then Olav kind of break that principle for like yeah, during corona. coronavirus? Yeah, yeah. And now the SPD doesn't want to stick to it um, anyway. And okay. the FDP does, but the FDP also wants to cut a lot of taxes. So people are saying, well, how are you going to figure this out then? They want to... Oh, I know how they'll do it. They want to... Yeah. They'll just not pay for poor people's things anymore. <laughs> yeah, they'll Yay! Make, they'll probably make them go and sweep the streets. Fuck you, free. FDP. They want to digitalize a lot. They want, for example... Every single party is talking, obviously, about digitalizing education. Yeah. And to date... I've heard nothing which actually, except for, and I will give them this, I will give them this. The FTP thinks that individual schools should be in charge of their budget. And I do agree with that Mm. because, not because I don't agree with kind of like local authorities having control over education and anything moving towards like away from that is scary. That's what we see with the academy system in the UK and particularly in England. However, the bureaucracy is a lot of the problem with schools, particularly in Berlin, where there actually has been quite a lot of money apparently pumped into digitalization, digit computers in schools. Yeah. Um, but it's such a long and bureaucratic process to have anything happen. And if schools had control over their own budget, which uh, they do in lots of other places, then that would be solved. So I'll give the FTP on that. But the but- FTP aren't promising every kid to have a, a laptop or a tablet, are they? Because the SPD are. Well, yeah, but they've also had an SPD fucking Bildungssenator in Sandra Schieres in par in Berlin for mm. ages and hasn't managed to make that happen. So despite quite a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, what else are the FTP saying? They also want to introduce something called learning analytics into education. Oh, I think you mentioned this. What is this? This is when... Tell um, me of your business, white boy nonsense about education because you think what I do is essentially pointless and not a profession. It is a it is a kind of an... It's like plugging the entire education system into an AI. Right, yeah. And it involves um, gathering, like, test data yep. from across the country. Yeah and measuring it and analyzing it differently and this is supposed to help to um, make learning environments more efficient great yeah through and apparently they do in china already and in america and in japan yeah great wonderful (laughs) okay it's absolute horseshit like it's it's, uh, i could go on a whole big rant about the neoliberalization of the education system in in certain places kind of how you just mentioned one of the glorious things about teaching in Germany is that they have not bought into this idea of like insane standardized testing and, and everything. There are massive problems with the German education system, but that is not the solution. Mm-hmm. The solution is to have teachers be responsible, have better things for that. Maybe don't bamp them because that's insane. Oh, um, you don't want them to be bamped. No. Sorry, I mean, if that's your choice as a teacher, yes. I find it weird that as a teacher you would choose to do that. I find it odd because their thing on Meinungsfreiheit is so big. We're not allowed to sort of say one party over the other or anything like that. And we have to always kind of show both sides and everything. That's in like the Schulgesetz, like the school law. However, if you're beamtet, like so to for people who don't understand what that means, it basically means kind of like getting tenure, I guess. So you, you have a certain status as a teacher where you're employed on a different I don't actually really know how it works. You're not employed by 
How does it work? What does it mean? I thought it means that you're officially a civil servant. Yes, that's what it means, rather than employed by, I guess, the education authority. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Right, it's tonight. So, but it, it, and it's very sought after in some places, uh, and it's a Bundesland thing. Berlin used to have it, and they don't have it anymore. You get paid lots, but then you have to, you have private healthcare then, you can't, and you also can't strike. Oh. And that, to me, is super weird. Like, you do become, like, a tool of the state, yeah, and I find that very strange, and again, different, difficult to marry with this idea of like Meinungsfreiheit, where it's all supposed to be like we don't want the Nazis to happen again. And we're like, sweet, probably gonna try not to do that, and they're like, so don't tell people what to vote. I'm like, okay, but also, if you want to be like get loads of money and like a sweet deal, and you could basically unfireable, and your pension will be great, you can do this thing where you become a th- a, an arm of the state. Like, but what about not representing political parties? And like, shh, that's only about opposition. It's weird. Like, that to me is strange. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I haven't really looked into it, so I couldn't say what? What, what, whether being a civil servant is better or worse. Well, I you can it. strike, which I think is insane as a teacher. Yeah. Like, fully insane. But I also find the striking laws here mad anyway, so. I think you can only strike uh, over pay, can't you? Apparently so, yes, over your tarif. But then I did hear this morning, um, there's been quite a lot of strikes happening in Germany this week, haven't there? There's been the train strike, which is quite, like, uh, controversial. Yeah. And But also a big one that started today was uh, Pflegekräfte, so care, uh, nursing staff and care staff in two of the major hospitals, I think. Or, like, Charité. Charité and Vivantes, isn't it? Yeah which is huge and they on the radio they said I don't know whether they were meaning it literally or kind of more holistically they said this is not necessarily about pay it's about working conditions hmm. um, so I don't know what the holy hell were we talking about oh the fucking FTP yeah well I've got that was number one I got through the whole list well done that's insane it's all mad Blacked apart from Die Linke four day week that's Megan's take on that. No. So I hope you found this helpful. I did. Not just you, I meant the listeners as well. Oh. But well, you, you too. Obviously, you know? <laughs> I always find everything that you say helpful, Conrad. But this Megahan is insane. Yeah, I haven't finished mine. Maybe it's because I haven't drunk any alcohol since like Sunday. Oh. Oh, I had a little bit of a beer yesterday. I don't think it really has got real drugs in it. I don't agree with you. I think you've 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 spiked my drink. <laughs> it's the only thing I can describe. Well, it wasn't me. It was. It um, tastes all right now. Well, yeah. But that is the thing with Megas, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I told you that I was introducing my brother to Megas, and he was like, "This is disgusting," and I was like, "Just you wait till the effect kicks in," and he was like, "God, I wish I had another one," and then. A week after he went home, he was going to a party, and I knew, it was a big party, and I knew I was like, oh, you're getting ready? Like, it was dress up or something. He's like, yeah, really want a mega can. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And on that happy note, yes. if um, you're in the sunshine, I hope you enjoy your weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I hope also yeah, hope you enjoy And we'll your be back next I... week with more kind of election fun times. Yes, hopefully. Fun, Bye. fun being a relative concept. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, Take care. Bye. Bye.